0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back online and we're trusting God for His best in these crucial moments on the earth. No matter what, God is faithful and He'll feed us, He'll build us up and guide us. Hallelujah. So let's look to Him, worship Him who's worthy. Father in Jesus' name. We bless your holy name. We give you thanks. We give you praise for the opportunity to serve you, to live for your mercy and your goodness on the earth. Hallelujah. To see the purpose of God in this day and hour. Hallelujah. We worship you. And things are shaking all around. We know that we have you, Lord, the sure foundation. We worship you, the anchor of our soul. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you. We thank you for you are our Father God. We thank you for the access that the Lord Jesus has given us in this day and hour. Hallelujah. Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit who lives in us, who is with us right now. Hallelujah. We worship you, power of creation, power of the resurrection. The glory of the Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is Thy faithfulness. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you for your faithful love, your faithful mercies. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. Sama mamali Colto. Blessed be your holy name, mosso rimando cosse ribande, amanandrose, papala, jarande, oh hallelujah, brazanano, coroste, sabalda, Jesus, emosco pronto, Jesus, Amanakoro cosende remanda Jesus, la brava casa tabari torondo, in the name of Jesus, epokoro semenderiando rocoste briando, in the name of Jesus, epabala casu curete crema Emalúraman de fríanto li manste predicamos durante. Hallelujah! We give, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Who is worthy? Worthy. 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 Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. In the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give You thanks. We give You thanks. We give You thanks. We give You thanks. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you in this place. We, we trust you today, Lord. We open ourselves to you, precious Lord. Hallelujah. Oh we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you we thank you, we thank you we thank you. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Lord. By faith in Jesus name we call every need met, every yoke destroyed. Every burden removed. In the name of Jesus hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We trust you Lord. We trust you now in Jesus name. Amen, 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 hallelujah, glory to God, praise the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, praise God. Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, notice our familiar line of thought there in the great chapter on love and then in the twelfth verse, it says, "For we, for now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face. Now I know in part. But then, shall I know, even as also I am known." Hallelujah. There's a couple of uh, references to uh, the word "know" there in English. And, um, you know, it's interesting to realize that there are different, different words there for Mm. that word in the original translation. It's more like we get a certain knowledge, a certain level of knowledge, and then there is an accurate, uh, perfect knowledge. So those are the kind of knowledges contrasted there. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we know in part, so that's not a complete knowledge. And then we shall know perfectly, completely, even as we also are known. Praise God. So as much as we can see right now, uh, it's still partial. It's not complete. But let us... um, Strive and trust God to see more clearly as we are down here so that we can get to know him uh, even more. And therefore, we'll have to rely on the Spirit of God and, of course, the mirror here of the Word of God, which will help us to see that image of the Lord himself and the reality more and more clearly. God knows us perfectly, He knows us eternally, He knows us because He is the all-knowing God and therefore we can approach Him and through this mirror and through the help of His mighty Spirit, the mighty Holy Spirit, our desire to know Him will open up more and more understanding so that we get to have a more clear picture of Him. Praise God. Let's hear 1st
1: Corinthians 13, 12 in Canada also.
0: And you know, following closely on the heels of that verse is verse 13. Now abideth faith, hope, charity, King James says which is love, these three, but the greatest of these is charity or love. So we are getting to understand that certain things are known as abiding, but the greatest of all of these is love. Um, I'm so grateful that, you know, there's so many um, helps out there available Knowledge has increased. The knowledge of the Word has increased. Revelation, knowledge is coming. Uh, And for those who hunger and thirst after, uh, they have an opportunity to see more and more clearly the great revelation of this God of ours. Hallelujah. And therefore, there are three uh, things stated here as an abiding force, abiding nature, and reality. But the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you have those three there, faith, hope, and love. And therefore, it must be taken that hope is also very great and maybe even greater than faith. Hallelujah. And uh, must be our earmark right now and something of very great importance today Because we live in a hopeless kind of world. Uh, There are just inflated opinions of varieties of things. There's a lot of smoke. People cannot see the truth. And um, deceptions are rampant. Therefore, hope is being taken away. And ultimately, there is hopelessness and just a total bleak future. Praise God. And therefore, we have to receive God's hope and revelation connected to that hope so that we understand how he thinks and how he sees. Hope is all about seeing things the way God sees it. It is an imagination based on God's thoughts and God's plans and God's personality. Praise God. But notice that the love of God is the greatest and... Um, Everything you could say uh, is because of God's love for us that we can see and understand and receive any revelation whatsoever. Any hope is because of His great love for us. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 13 also in Kannada as we proceed. <inaudible> Praise God. In Romans, the 8th chapter, we have this amazing uh, statement. Of course, the whole chapter is precious and very, very powerful. And Paul talks about how he was persuaded. He says in verse 38, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Notice there. That he's persuaded about something here that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, things present or things to come. That's a lot of persuasion there. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, nothing in all creation, shall be able to separate us from the love. Of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <coughs> so you can see that it is actually a conviction of the great love of God that it's so vast, so great, that God loves us so much that he's persuaded now also that that love is so great that nothing can separate us from that great love of God. So he's actually giving us his conviction of the greatness of the love of God, that it is all based on God's love and God's nature, which is love. That's why he can say things like, 37, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And that no matter what is out there, the Bible declaring there about tribulation and distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, all of these things that are out there in this natural fallen world. He says the love of God is so great that he's persuaded that because of the greatness of that love, God's desire and character and personality and that which is Directed toward us. His love is always directed to someone else. Hallelujah. Of course, we should get a hold of that more clearly. And then it affects the way we respond. Hallelujah. And therefore, because of that great love, of which he was persuaded, he was sure that nothing out there would be able to triumph over him. And then he threw us into it. And he said it was for all of us, that no matter what it looked like in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So you can see that the, the power and the greatest force there is the love of God. And because of a conviction of that love, we're able to say, along with the Apostle Paul, that in all these things you're going to win, and that nothing can separate you from that love. Hallelujah. Nothing present, nothing to come. Whatever happens between now and the day you meet him face to face, you can step out on the love of God and trust him for the love of God that because of that great love in all of these things, you are guaranteed to win. Wow. Hallelujah. So you can see that the greatest force there and nature there is the love of God and We have to be convinced, we have to be persuaded that God's love, which is his nature, is going to make us tide over all these things and, in fact, win over all these things. Hallelujah. So let's hear um, 39, first of all, and then we can say uh, similar verses 38 and 37. But we're reading it from that order of 39, first of all, and then going back.
1: Unata Wagali, Agada Wagali, Bere, Yava, Sushti Agali, Namanu, Nama, Kartan, Ada, Krista, Yesu, in a Lirua, they were a pretty in the Agali Salara Vendu, Nanagan Ischia undu Hagan the Re Marana Wagali, Jeeva Wagali, Dutaragali, Rajatwagali, Adikaragali, Igina Vugalagali, Haudu, Vugalagali. How do Namanu, Pritisidatana, Mulakavagi, Navu, Ella Vugalali, Jayashali, Garigintalu, Hichinavaragi Dewe?
0: Hallelujah. If we can see
1: verse 35 also.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, he is saying there, who? Who shall separate? And, you know, uh, it could be which or what along with that. But at the same time, after talking about who... He then goes into certain uh, tribulations and conditions. So, of course, behind all of that is there's a who. <laughs> uh, who's, who brings these what's down the path? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine. Through the agency of man and the fallen world, the devil is behind all of this. And he cannot separate you from the love of God. Hallelujah. God loves you too much. Nothing present, nothing to come can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And therefore, when you take a hold of that reality, when you and I get a hold of that, we can use that uh, as a leverage, you know, for lack of a better term, to use uh, our faith and our imagination, our hope, to overcome everything and even state it plainly that nothing present, nothing to come, nothing in all of creation can separate you from the victory because of the great love of God that you will always win no matter what it looks like. Hallelujah. And so it is a fellowship with such thoughts, such imaginations that gives us a restful hope, a guarantee and you can begin to see that, you can begin to imagine that, and it is powerful, and that is what you could rest on, and that is what you could call faith also. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know by now that uh, the Scripture declares in Galatians, the fifth chapter, about how faith works by love. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Galatians 5.6 six. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. Hallelujah. Faith which works by love. Notice that statement that we have extracted from the verse, faith which works by love. Praise God. Uh, Let's also look in Romans. Faith which works by love. And Romans, the fifth chapter, let's read verse 5. Hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So if you combine the two of them, you could say here that faith makes our hope real and it is working by the love of God. The love of God which is in our hearts poured out by the Holy Spirit, gives us a hope and makes us not ashamed. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the love of God is so great that you will not be put to shame. So it's actually resting on the love of God. Hallelujah. Let's hear these verses in Kannada back to Galatians 5 and 6. First of all, Galatians 5, 6.
1: Yakandere, yes, Liruva, Rigesunati, Adaru, Priojana Villa, Agadidru, Priojana Villa, Pretty in the in And then Romans five five In Iriksheu, Dilla, Hallelujah. So we have
0: a um, sort of bridge there which, of which the foundations or the pillars are the love of God and that is poured in our heart by the Holy Spirit given unto us and because of that you and I have faith but between faith and love there is this hope praise God which is the second there in the you know faith, hope and love uh, statement so you have this middle thing called hope let's just call it the second pillar of that bridge there and hope makes not ashamed you could say hope is that power that does not put you to shame ha 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 glory to god you will not be put to shame you know it's interesting to realize that it's about what you see hope is something that you see it's a confidence and expectation that does not have any fear in it, that is assured to the place where when you are in possession of it, you are not put to shame. And therefore, uh, I'm expecting that you will not be put to shame. That what you are believing, what you are expecting, will come to pass. Hope, make it not ashamed. Hallelujah. It will not make you blush. It will not make you embarrassed. You're going to have to receive, praise God. To be put to shame is uh, to be embarrassed. And there is a lingering fear of that sometimes. That, um, you know, hey, you believe this, you believe that, but you may not get it. Ha then what will you do? Well, think about it. If you don't get what you're expecting, at least you're going to heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you sure that you're going to heaven? Yeah, how are you sure that you're going to heaven? Because God who loves you said that if you trust in Him and call upon His name, you are saved. And part of your salvation is the eternal aspect. As we were saying on Sunday, it's like that ice cream cone. That's your salvation. Whether you receive other benefits or not, the truth is, well, you're saved. Hallelujah you've got your foundation, uh, that foundation is Christ and therefore you're going to make it to heaven. Thank God for that. You're in the grasp of God the Father and the Son. You're being held and nothing is able to take out of their hand and therefore you're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, maybe other things may not survive. Maybe other things may get burnt up. Maybe you don't really get so many X, Y, Z things added onto your life, but Hallelujah. You're saved. Thank God for that. You're on your way to heaven, and you're going to be walking on uh, streets of gold. You're going to pass through the pearly gates. Thank God you've got your, your salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. But thank God that the love of God covers so many, many aspects, even though we see it still darkly, dimly, but we can see more. Thank God. And you can enjoy more. And when God knows you, and God loves you, and God's got you, then fine, everything else is going to be perfect. Everything else is going to work out well. And that's what Paul is trying to drive home to us, that therefore I am persuaded there is nothing present, nothing to come, nothing in all of creation can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, therefore I'm going to win. I'm going to always win, no matter what is coming down the pipe, no matter what is happening out there, I will always win. Praise God. And so, I'm convinced, he said. I'm persuaded, and we want to be persuaded. We want to be persuaded also. Today may be a good day to search your heart, your deep thoughts and imaginations to find out if there's any lurking suspicions of hopelessness, images of failure, images of uh, distress, famine, pestilence that may be lurking around in the depths of your soul, trying to plague you and cause you to be cast down. Today may be a good chance to go examine. I remember a man of God that I believe is to be uh, respected, very honored, an honorable person he said one time he was checking in his spirit uh, in, in, in within him, and he said he stumbled upon something like an old shoe, and he was asking the Lord what is this and he said thats that 's your religion <laughs> and he thought he, he thought himself to be free of religion, but you know he was shocked to find out that he still had some religion inside there, so um, if he had some religion inside there. Man, there could be some things that we have not addressed lurking inside our soul, in our deep thoughts, uh, that we may need to look at and examine. Praise God. And see whether we are persuaded that there is no chance, there is no purpose in our failure, but we are going to win again and again. Hallelujah. Praise God. But even if you failed, even if you made a mess, God is still bigger than all of that. Hallelujah. And he can still turn things around. Glory to God. Uh, we were talking on Sunday. Sometimes these things get highly connected. We were talking on Sunday about David's messes. You know, it, it sometimes just comes out there. Uh, there are things that I say that I do not plan to say. But um, very interesting. I was discussing with my wife about majesty And how the word majesty has something to do with major, you know. And major used to be one of those (laughs) themes. Major, major, major. Majestic, you know. And how that not everybody can handle this majesty and this majorness, you know. And David, at some point in his life, didn't handle it well. And he began to just be like an ordinary person, even though he was the best king Israel ever had. And celebrated king and uh, Jesus was also known as the son of David and all of those things, praise God. Um, But you and I should realize there's an aspect in all of this that uh, a frailty, so to speak, uh, that you and I can fail, we can mess up, but God can still turn things around, hallelujah, no matter what it looks like. And so even though David made some mega flops, you know, like super flops, God's uh, patient love and concern and covenant brought it to pass that he was a, a celebrated king. And he went ahead from that flop to be even more celebrated and more uh, respected than ever before. Only God can do such things. Hallelujah. Of course, he suffered and it was sad and it was like a blot. And none of the people in this book were perfect. As you look at them, you will be able to identify the fact that they were great heroes of faith and great men of God, but they were not perfect. Not even one. The only person that you and I can say hallelujah and worship is the Lord Jesus. He's the perfect one. And we're enjoying his benefit, his Perfection, not our goodness, not any good thing that you and I have. (laughs) That's a very sobering thought because um, you get shocked when you read this book that these things are also mentioned, praise God. Sometimes, um, you know, I do not mean to say some things, I just end up saying them, praise God. And so um, I'm trusting God that any deviation I make from my planned notes, Will be a blessing, Hallelujah, and I believe that you also will join with me in believing that, Hallelujah, praise God. You know, so it is sad, but it is true that uh, that great king, that that great man of God, uh, David, had a mess, and it was sad, and I feel very sad about it because he wrote so many of these uh, wonderful psalms. And songs that you and I cherish, praise God. Amazing, amazing things. And, you know, he he lost his son, um, and he himself would have died, praise God. But God had mercy on him. And the hero in it all, again, is the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, you know, these kind of thoughts Therefore, in your mind and in my mind, if there are any lurking thoughts of failure, disappointment, um, any crash that you are having inside there that you haven't dealt with, you should and I should endeavor to look and examine them in the light of God's word and hope. Hallelujah, so that we can cancel that and make it a place of praise, make it a place of honor instead of shame. Hallelujah, we can trade it. Amen. Glory to God. So, you could uh, join me as we go down that path. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Hallelujah. Um, Psalms, let's go to Psalm 43, first of all. And uh, see what we can uh, read out of that. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful, wonderful scripture. Notice how it starts there, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Deliver me from deceitful and unjust man. So he's trusting that God will be able to judge him properly. We may not be able to judge things so clearly. Only he knows what our deep thoughts are. As it is written, no man knows the things of a man save the spirit that's within him. You really don't know. Uh, We need help from God to be able to see if there's anything lurking in there, any fear, any hopelessness, and so on. Praise God. So you could invite the Holy Spirit to help you uh, deal with hopeless thoughts, thoughts of failure, thoughts of uh, inability or embarrassment, things that are an embarrassment to you, something that may be your worst embarrassment. What is the worst thing that you, you... could happen to you, and I was talking with my children the other day, and we we remembered a certain kid who became famous for pooping his pants when he was in class, and they they just all laughed about it, you know, and now he's a big boy, you know, grown with beard and, you know, major haircut, and he's in the U.S., but that time he was famous for pooping his pants, and maybe it was a very embarrassing thing you know, just to remember. So, I don't know what is uh, resident in your soul, what was the most embarrassing moment of your life, but thank God you're saved, hallelujah. (laughs) You're on your way to heaven, hallelujah. Praise God, and you and I have embarrassments, you know, flops and failures that we may have um, encountered, praise God, and maybe everybody saw it, and Maybe those things are still uh, hidden in the recesses of your dark thoughts somewhere. And they, they, they produce a fear and they steal your hope from you. But now we are on a project to make sure we lift up our hope and we have no shame in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. For thou art the God of my strength. <laughs> Why dost thou cast me off? Notice he had some questions there. Of course, you and I know that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? These are different phases in this person's life, you know, when he's going through various thoughts and emotions. While the enemy is oppressing, maybe God has forsaken him. Verse 3, I like this very much. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. That's going to change things. Send your light and your truth. You know, I'm just here groping in this uh, imagination of mine, these thoughts of mine, these darknesses that I see. I don't see clearly. So please, send your light. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Not anything else, not my own thoughts, not my own failures, not my own embarrassments, not my own hopelessness. But let your light and your truth be sent out. They will lead me, let them bring me onto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Praise God. It's a good prayer to pray for others also. I I use it when I'm praying for people who are not coming to church. Send your light to them. Send your truth to them. That will lead them to the tabernacle. That would lead them to the holy presence of God. Hallelujah. You know, we are limited. We can't go banging on doors, knocking on doors, calling people. People may not want to be called. People may not want to come. But there's an agency that God can perform called sending his light and his truth unto them. And that will lead them to the presence of and to the holy hill, hallelujah, to God and his congregation. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Hallelujah. You see, in all of those lurking thoughts out there, he's able to say, if I see that light, if I see the truth, then I will come, and I will worship, and I will praise my God. Hallelujah. So it is his truth. It is his light that clears up the fog and makes us to see hope and get excited about God even. Hallelujah. And you can then address your soul. Verse 5 says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? You can talk to yourself. You can say soul, imagination, dark thoughts, fears, embarrassments. Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. He's the refuge for people like me, who have no help, who have no hope, who made a mess of their life, who is a pucker flop and a failure. Yes, I choose Him because I, on my own, I'm a flop and a failure a royal mess but he is my refuge he is my fortress he is my hope he is my everything I have nothing else hallelujah and though these thoughts may still plague you you can call for light you can call for truth that will lead you back to deep fellowship with God and his people Hallelujah. Today is a day when you are constantly harassed by thoughts of failure. Deep thoughts. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What is that deep thought that plagues you? That still harasses you as you've grown up? That somehow you're going to miss it. Somehow you're going to fail. Somehow it's not going to work out. Praise God. We grew up just like you We saw many things. Some things were very shameful. Some things were very painful. Some things uh, linger around with memories and thoughts. But we can call for light. We can call for truth. Hallelujah. And then we can enjoy his fellowship and talk to our souls. Hallelujah. Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. So much has been said. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 43 verse 5 in Canada also. Glory to God. Hmm. The very idea that you can talk to yourself, that you can address your soul, is a revolutionary thought. Sometimes it sounds like psychology. But let me let you know that this is God's will. To be able to talk to yourself, to pick up your soul and talk to your soul. Carry on a conversation with your soul and get your soul to hope in God. To reset the soul so that your hope and your strength shall be in God. And then praise Him who is the health of our countenance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear one or two things in Canada also. Let's hear verse 1 and then... Maybe verse 3 in Kannada.
1: O Devare, nanage Yayati Risu, Bakti Ila, janangada Jananga, the Sangadan, Vadisu, Mosavu, and Yayavu, Ula Manushim, and Tapisu, Nina Bella Kanu, Satyavanu Kaluisu, Avun and nadisi Nadisin, inna Parishuddha, Parvataku, Gudara Galigun, and Nanu And
0: verse 3. Did we do that? Okay. Praise God. Let's look at a similar scripture in the book of Psalms again. Almost the same thing, just the previous chapter. uh, Psalm 42. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's going through all these things. His soul is suffering and all of that. And then in verse 5 he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. For the help of his countenance. Wonderful, wonderful. Hallelujah. The help of his countenance. And here the word help is actually Yeshua. <laughs> Woo, for the Jesus of his countenance. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> oh, the, from his face, from his own presence comes Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Everything else just has to uh, be turned off by the great brightness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why are you disquieted within you? Why are you so hopeless? What are you fearing? Let's look at Jesus who came from the very presence, from his face, from the face of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's going to help me. His face, his glory is going to shine. That's all that matters. The years of the Lord are open to my prayer. His face is upon me. Hallelujah. That's all I have to be bothered about. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God, my soul is cast down, verse 6 continues, within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites and from the hill of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. (laughs) Amen. No matter what is happening, no matter what it looks like, no matter... You know, if you're feeling like Jonah, you know, in the very bottom of the sea and you've seen the the roots of the mountains and you're covered in seaweed and you saw the bars of hell deep there, down there, nothing's working. It's all messed up, secret fears that nothing's going to work. This is going to be your condition forever. You're always a flop. You're always a failure. Nothing works for you, miserable you. You can talk to yourself and say, why are you disquieted within me? (laughs) Why, 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 why? Hope in Him. It is Him, it is His name that we need to lift up. Hallelujah. His face is upon you. His ears are open to your prayer and to your cry. Hallelujah. From deep within you, from the depths you can speak clearly to your soul because it is proven It is written, David and people like him had to speak to themselves. Verse 9, I will say unto God, my rock. See, here he has his suspicions. Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? So there are these things of, you know, misunderstanding also thrown in. Why has God done this to me? Why am I being tested like this? What is this again and again? The same thing, blah, blah, blah. As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me, verse 10. While they say daily unto me, where is your God? Huh? Where is your God? Nothing works for you. Nothing is happening with you. You seem to have it, but you don't have it. Meanwhile, there's also probably pains inside your bones, your joints, all kinds of stuff going on. But praise God, verse 11, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? You can talk to your soul. You need to talk to your soul. Because your prosperity is based on your soul. God has made it like that. And we have to reset our soul to think and address these matters. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? It's not good when your soul is cast down. Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. See, put the thought back there. Put the imagination back there. All your expectations, put it back in God. For I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. There's not much chance there for you to praise Him, but you will yet praise Him. Hallelujah! You look around, things seem to be failing. War is on the brink. I mean, uh, diseases seem to be increasing. I mean, things are just shaking all over. It doesn't look like there's anything worthy of praise, but you can yet praise Him. Because He's your help. He is the health of your countenance. He is the God who cannot fail you. You're dealing with fears within. You're dealing with challenges without. You're dealing with all of these things, but you're not alone. You can hope in the God of the psalmist here. You can hope in the God of David. You can hope in the one who has been tried and true. He is the health and the help of your countenance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We may have to increase our saying of these things as you begin to check, uh, maybe take an inventory of your private little thoughts. Hallelujah. Why is your face looking down? What's making you hopeless? Why is your countenance cast down? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Interesting thoughts. All right, let's go to the Canada versions. Psalm 42. Notice there we can read uh, verse, maybe verse 4, and then verse 5 in Canada.
1: ಇವುಗಳನ್ನು ಜ್ಞಾಪಕ ಮಾಡಿದೊಂಡಾಗ ನನ್ನ प्राणವು ನನ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ಕ್ಷೀಣಿಸುತ್ತದೆ ಸಮೂಹದೊಂದಿಗೆ ನಾನು ಹೋಗಿ ಉತ್ಸಾಹಧ್ವನಿ ಎಂದಲ್ಲೂ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರದಿಂದಲೂ ಪರಿಶುದ್ಧ ದಿನವನ್ನು ಆಚರಿಸುವ ಸಮೂಹದ ಸಂಗಡ ದೇವರ ಆಲಯಕ್ಕೆ ಅವರೊಂದಿಗೆ ನಾನು ಹೋಗದನಲ್ಲ ನನ್ನ प्राणವೇ ನೀನು ಕುಗ್ಗಿ ಹೋಗುವದೇನೋ ನೀನು ಯಾಕೆ ವ್ಯಾಕುಲಪಡುತ್ತಿ ದೇವರನ್ನು ನಾನು ಆತನ ಇನ್ನು
0: so it's, it's written there that this is the time to go to the house of the Lord. This is the, the time to join the multitude to praise and keep his holy day, in quotes. Amen. Not to run away from that, but to go there. Hallelujah. Amen. I know, you know, Corona, whoever his grandfather is, they have tried to keep you from gathering. That's not, that's not good. But thank God we have an opportunity to gather. We can still gather. Hallelujah. And we join the multitude and we gather. Of course, things are not perfect and you may not like their perfume or their hairstyle. You may not like the way they talk or the version they quote, but still, it's the gathering of His people. And you may not want all of that stuff that goes along with it. You may want to leave in a hurry, but that's all right. Let's address the God to whom the worthy praise must be due. Hallelujah. It's really about him. It's his idea. When the light and the truth comes, they're able to gather in his presence. Hallelujah. Because you are here not just for yourself. You are here to be a conduit and a blessing to others also. And they need to see your face. And they need to see the health of your countenance and the help of your countenance. And iron sharpens iron. They need to see that you also are going through all kinds of stuff, but you are looking up. And you're not moved by all of those things to the place where you are just, you know, backing off and going away. And you've just decided to go down the old path with your fears and your sorrows, trying to do something with it in your strength. It's not going to work. You've tried that before. This is the time to return to the help of your countenance, to the health of your countenance, to magnify him, to praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see if we can read verse 6 also in Canada.
1: Oh, Nana Devare, Nana Pranavu, Nana Kukku Atade, Ada, Yordhan Rinda Yordan Sime indalu the Lu, misar in the Lu, Napaka, Madikulutene. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse uh, ten and
0: eleven also in Kanata.
1: Nana Vairigalu, Nina Devaru Eli, Endudinavella Dina Vella, Nanage Heli, nananu Nun, Indisid, Nana Elugugalu, Muridahagiwe. Glory to God.
0: Let's now go to Romans again. And notice verse 5. Hope make it not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. So this is uh, all giving us uh, armament or uh, weapons to be able to jack up our hope. Hallelujah. To speak to our hope and say, I will not be put to shame. No matter what is going on. The true hope of God does not make anybody ashamed or put us to shame. Why? Because the love of God which is greatest, which is his nature, is inside me. And I'm convinced that God loves me too much to put me to shame. This conversation has to be made. We'll have to talk to ourselves because between the Old Testament and the New Testament, what has changed is all spiritual, but the natural is still the same. Unless we begin to act on the word of God, we are not getting the advantages of the spiritual benefit. Hallelujah. So though the great love of God is shed in our heart by the Holy Ghost given to us, that unfailing love, which is God's own nature, we do not receive the benefit of it unless we use these same principles, so to speak, from the word of God and address these hopeless thoughts and speak to our soul, it's not going to receive the benefit of this unfailing love. You can just mope around like everybody else. And you can look at the other guy and say, you're no better than me. Yes, that's true. Because that's how we are. But if we look away from all that and begin to look at him who's worthy, who never fails, who never wants to put us to shame, who wants us to hope in God, hope in his help and his strength, we will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 5. Let's hear that in Canada, out of Romans
1: 5. The
0: argument continues. Verse 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Oh this is what Pops the balloon of all our our self-effort and all our achievements. God did not wait for you to achieve before he came to show you his strength. God waited for you to be ungodly. Without God, without strength, without hope. That's when he said you were qualified. He qualifies you when you are unqualified. Hallelujah. And that has not changed. Your so called qualification is not going to change his love and his plan for you. Praise God. He always loves you. He always wants to help you. He always is there. His ears are open to your prayer. His eyes are upon you. Not because of what you did, but because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not because you are righteous on your own or by your benefits. See, as time goes, you have a tendency to feel, what have I done in the department of righteousness that God should listen to me now? What have I done that I'm so great that God should respond to me now? Praise God, nothing. You can't go and rest on that. You can't go and look at that and say, because of this, 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 you have to answer me. No, the only reason why he should answer you is because you have nothing except him. Verse 7, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. The argument continues. Why is this brought to a New Testament saint? Why should the saint, who is blood washed, who is the righteousness of God, think about this? Because he's going to have thoughts that are going to challenge the core of this reason. But God commanded His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, the the, the aspect that you have to maintain is that even if I brought nothing to the table, you would still answer my prayers because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because you love me. Nothing present, nothing to come. Even if I flop royally in the future... You still love me and I'm resting in that. Otherwise, your fears are going to haunt you and you're going to be kind of messed up. But will I maintain this? Will I be able to stay like this? Will I do better in my Christian walk, etc., etc.? That could affect my answer to prayer. Maybe that's why I'm not healed. Maybe that's why I don't have the money. Maybe that's why I don't have X, Y, Z. But when you come back to, God loved me when I had nothing. He still loves me no matter what. That love is still the same. God commended his love toward us in that while we were still or yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for me when I was ungodly, without strength. I had nothing to bring. That's the great love. That's the greatest. That's the greatest. Next to it is the hope. The second part of that amazing pillar there that you have to now see it that way and then bolster your hope and imagination, your future, your confidence. Because God is like that, I'm going to make it. Because that's who He is, I'm going to make it big. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Verse 9, much more than... Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. That's why we're going out of this place before any kind of severe judgments begin to show up. This is still, this is still coming. This is still coming. Because, because I'm justified in the blood of the Lamb right now. Not because of any good thing I've done. Say, Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm going to be saved from the wrath <laughs> through him, not through my own strength. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hmm. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Think about that. It all comes back to this. You have to zero yourself back to when you had nothing, when you were nothing in your own eyes, God looked at you and said, that's the boy I want. That's the girl I want. That's the person I want. That's mine. I die for him. I take him now. That's my possession, my inheritance. So, whatever comes up later on, you should still be able to know that the love of God has not changed No matter what has happened in between, God still is open to hearing your prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God, his face is upon you because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that God loved even in an ungodly condition. Praise God. That's the great love of God. And Paul was persuaded. I am persuaded, he said. He said, I was a murderer. He said, I could trust in myself. I had so much confidence in myself. I made mistakes. But I have forgotten those things. And I'm focusing on this fact. That nothing can separate me from the great love of God. And I want to know Him. I want to know more. I want to enjoy more of that revelation. It will flow through me. It will affect others. Hallelujah. He said, not as though I have already attained it. Or I have become perfect. But I'm pressing toward that place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but he says he was the chief of sinners. (laughs) Praise God. Oh, glory. Can you imagine what kind of thoughts would have tried to harass him? But that man saw some things that we are still trying to see. We want to see it even more and more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's read some verses and then continue. Romans 5, we we can notice we read five, I believe, and then six through to eight.
1: Now, Ashoktaragita galay, Christianu ne mitakala dalli bhaktiini varigoskarapranakottano. Niti vanta varigoskare yaraadaru pranakodu vado aparupa. Ullaye prana vadakke yavan adaru dairya madidaru Dagalu, Namagoskara Devaru Namma Mele, Tanagiruva, Priti, and
0: Praise God. Hallelujah. Much more, verse nine, much more than being now justified by His blood. Much more. We shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Think about that. Enemies. God loves his enemies. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. We shall be saved by his life. There is someone praying for you today. There is someone at the right hand of God. He is your life. That life is spent for us right now, 24-7. Forever that life will be there for us, praying for us, mediating for us, being a good shepherd for us, being a high priest for us, being the eldest brother for us, our representative in heaven. He will always be there for us. Don't look at yourself. Look at him. Any other soulish thinking, put it under the blood of the Lamb right now. Cast it down. Bring it to naught and focus on him, not on yourself. What am I going to do about it? What about me and my problems? Put it down and say it's all about him. I'm here to praise him. I'm here to live for him. I'm here to be a conduit for him. Let him flow through me. Hallelujah. That life is there for us. Verse 11 continues, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We used to pull down, you know, roofs and just lose it and jump and shout everywhere. Those things need to be emphasized, especially now. (laughs) Somebody laughs here. Everybody looks at him like, what's wrong with you? Times have changed. We need that old fire. (laughs) Woo! That reassurance that it's going to be just wonderful. Hallelujah. So what if you pooped your pants? So what? And you were a believer. This was a preacher's son that pooped his pants. Could he have thought for a minute? how did you let that happen to me, oh God? And he had a patch and everybody was looking at him and they all, the whole class laughed. That thing can stick inside your head, you know? Especially if you're a preacher's kid. Especially if you're the saved ones. How did you let that happen to me? Because today, you know, he's full of tattoos and you know, he's got this hairstyle and all. Maybe he's trying to compensate you know for all of those things that happened that he's cool he's he's in the groove i don't think there's anybody in our church who looks as groovy as him right now from the pictures i saw i mean he's just totally happening he can fit right in to the american scene right now and you would look at him and say wow what a hero praise god But that should not be the reason why we are trying to prove something. I'm not the judge. I don't know what went on in his life and so on and so forth. But it should not be because I have a distress in my soul from some shame that I have to now overdo things. Are we overdoing it because of a soul problem? Hallelujah. The only thing we should overdo is come into the light and into the truth and in his presence. Let us overdo that. That's the only thing that's worthy. Otherwise it can be misinterpreted in some other direction. And it will not edify. It will not build up. It will compare and contrast and make others feel all kinds of emotions. The way you carry that attitude is what moves the rest in the church. To say, well, he's like this, and he can have that, so can I. And I can be like that. I don't have to be joyful and humble and gathering around his presence and just saying, holy, holy, holy. I don't have to be any of that. Say amen, somebody. Like I said, these things are sometimes connected. What happens on Sunday comes into Wednesday also. Praise God. But our attitude is, verse 11, not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the right response. Hallelujah. That can be done vehemently. Hallelujah. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom we have now received atonement, the old word, but today you can take the positive side. You are at one with him, enjoying his life, his nature, his reconciliation in his house, accounted for. Eyes are on you, heaven is listening to you, face of God is upon you. Glory to God, you can rejoice. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, we give you thanks. Hallelujah! We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Let's hear um, 9 through 11 also in Kannada. <laughs> Vairi Gala Navu, Devaramagana, Marana, the Mulaka, Athanandig, Samadana Vagidere, Samadana Vada, Namagay, Athana Jeeva, Din the Rakshane Aguadu, Matunisheva Lave Ishtu Mulaka, Ega, Samadana Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah,
0: Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's um, leave this just briefly and move on to some more scriptures. First, Thessalonians chapter 5, observe the 8th verse. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of our salvation or the hope of salvation. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you know that When you read the word hell met, uh, it can also mean that hell met you. (laughs) When hell meets you, make sure you have hope around your head. Hallelujah. And right now, hell is trying to unleash itself maximum on the earth. For in hell met the hope of salvation. Your hope, your hope, your hope, your hope. Your hope is around your head. That's where hope has to be, in the head, in the thoughts, in the imaginations. It has to be put on. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love. They always go together. Because God loves me so much, I can trust him. Because God loves me so much... I will not fail because God loves me so much. He's more bothered about me than I am bothered about me. He's more interested in my prosperity, in my health than even I. He's more bothered about my family, my children, all that concerns me than me myself. He loves me too much. Nobody can be compared to his affection for me. None else. Nothing present, nothing to come, nothing in all creation can separate me from His loving concern for me. Hallelujah. I will always win. I can put my trust, my confidence, my expectation, my joyful expectation in Him. He is my hope. He is my future. He is my expectation. He can be trusted in. I can rest in Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is my hope. This is my deliverance. This is my healing, my wholeness, my soundness. This is it because he is the one who is my helmet. He is my hope. He is my future. He is my expectation. He is my confidence. He is my joy. Hallelujah. Let's hear First Thessalonians 5.8 in Canada also
1: glory to god let's go to hebrews the 6th chapter thank you lord jesus let's look at
0: verse 19 which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast which entered into the entered into that within the veil whither 20 continues the forerunner is for us entered even jesus made an high priest forever after the order of melchizedek hallelujah the first time i heard The interpretation of Forerunner was through Reinhard Bonke. We were gathered in a tent somewhere, and he said it like this. He said, there is something called the Forerunner. It is a nautical term, he said. It is a term used in sailing. He said, when the weather is bad and you cannot see, then another small tugboat connected to the big ship by rope would go ahead and lead through all the way to the harbor. Jesus is our forerunner. Yeah. I cannot forget it. Hallelujah. Jesus is our forerunner. Yes, it is an nautical term. And those days there was no um, radar and there was no ILS landing systems and all of that. So when there was fog and all that, they could not tell whether they are close to the harbor or anything like that. Someone had to sometimes literally swim with a small rope tied to him that would give the, you know, the captain a a signal that, okay, everything's clear. You can come even though you don't see a thing. So that becomes your eyes. That becomes your radar. That becomes your ears. That becomes everything to you, that forerunner. To lead you through to safe harbor. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus has become our great forerunner. And he has gone beyond the fog and the veil. And entered into heaven's holy of holies. And sat down there. Till today he has not stopped. And forever he will not stop being our great high priest. Forever praying for you. Making sure that you are coming in. Hallelujah. That salvation, healing, wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being is yours. Can you hear him speak for you? Can you hear him say amen to you? Can you hear God and Jesus talking with each other and saying, It belongs to this boy. It belongs to this girl. It's their portion. I say amen to that. Don't be worried about so many other sounds around you. Don't be worried about so many distractions around you. Hallelujah. You see, in the 19th verse, he said, our hope is the anchor. Italicized there, which hope we have as an anchor. Meaning that the translator thought hope was the right word to use there. But you and I know whatever gives us hope is what God said. It's his love. It's his nature. It's the word of God that cannot fail. That is our anchor. That is our hope. So it makes sense. Which we have as an anchor of the soul. The anchor for the soul. So my soul needs an anchor? (laughs) In God's eyes, we are like a ship drifting in stormy weather. We don't see anything. We don't hear. We are like... Surrounded by fog and darkness. And we see darkly. Can't really see too clearly. No looking too good. Hallelujah. Embarrassments, lies, our own conflicts. All of this are crowding out the voice of the one who's pleading for us. Who's speaking on our behalf. Hallelujah. Sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. That's the anchor of the soul. Sure and steadfast. So you and I need an anchor. God said you need an anchor. If you're not well anchored, you'll be blown away big time. Your soul will go here and there and here and there and here and there. Praise God. Where is my anchor connected to? One place. It's gone into heaven's holy of holies. (laughs) Woo! So if my eyes are back there again and again, if my thoughts are back there again and again, I could say my life is anchored. But if my eyes and my life are going, my thoughts are going some other place, man, I'm far from anchored. I'm just being driven by winds, fierce winds. Driven by fierce winds and waves, wherever they want to drive me, they can. But thank God, someone has gone ahead of us and calling for us to pay attention to him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now the whole sixth chapter is dramatic. The whole book of Hebrews is super dramatic. I love it. Oh, praise God. But you will notice in this church, those of us who have been here for any amount of time, that we have capped around the 6th chapter, which uh, comes from the 5th and so on, and then leads to the 7th, where we have read things like, verse 1, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God, doctrine of baptisms, Laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. And these things will we do if God permit. He's dealing with a very tough group of people. They are Hebrews who got saved. So they were walking in a place where Jerusalem was enjoying such reality of Jesus. They were in that place. But as time went, they went back. They dropped into legalism and became so tough that they even started harassing true believers. James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, and you can see his letters are very strong. Sometimes when you read it, you think, is he talking to believers or unbelievers? But then if you look at Jesus also in the book of Revelation, the first three chapters, some things there are like super strong. So you can tell that it is possible that believers need that kind of pummeling from the hammer of the Word of God to crack through and realign the soul with heaven's anchor. I need it. I need that flame. I need that hammer. I need that thing to crack right through and set me back on course. Because you and I are plagued by our own personal thoughts and fears insecurities, and things that are outside with everybody else. That has not changed. We have to address it. We have to minister to those things and talk to them and get ourselves back in shape. We have to lean away from our natural man and consider him and consider the anchor. Praise God. And so in verse 3 he said, this will we do if God permit." He's reached a place of if God helps us, we can do this. Very interesting. Alright, let's not run too fast and not translate into Kannada. Let's do Hebrews 6, 19
1: and 20 also. <laughs> So if you
0: look at the original setting, he's talking to people who have to understand that the priesthood has changed. So he's building it up to that place. So he introduces this Melchizedek priesthood, the Lord Jesus, and by chapter 7, he hammers on it some more, and by chapter 8, he says, of everything I've said, this is the summary. We have an high priest in heaven. See, the Jewish people need to know that the priesthood has changed. That now there's a priest in heaven, a high priest in heaven. And these initial building scriptures and verses... You know, of our foundation had to be reapplied because they forgot it, and we're getting back into, you know, being looking at everybody in the natural and thinking about just being natural and legalistic and forgetting that the the whole priesthood has changed. So he had to uh, remind them of an oath and how an oath was powerful. And that the new priesthood was made by an oath. I swear. By myself, God said. I swear by myself. That I have now chosen another priest. Who is a priest forever. From another order. From another setting. And he is the Lord Jesus. He is not from Aaron and Levi. And now they have to think. Which one is stronger? Aaron, Levi, Moses? Or this sworn priesthood? where we have not seen any actual natural thing. We just saw a man come and turn everything upside down and claim that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And our response was, we crucified him. That'll teach him. (laughs) And then we heard reports that he rose up on the third day. And of course, we paid money to soldiers to say that it never happened. That means they knew that it happened. And where he is now, we don't know. It is to these Jewish people that Paul is talking. Paul was convinced of the same thing because he was busy murdering Christians. So he was like that. It was well known that they paid money. It's written. And made them say, they took his body at night. And they believed the lie. The more you tell the lie, the more people believe the lie. But Paul was arrested by that one on the way to Damascus. And he fell down on his knees and said, what do you want me to do? Who are you, Lord? What do you want me to do? And his life went on a total U-turn. 180 degrees out. And today you and I serve the Lord that he was serving. Hallelujah. And it's our turn now on the way to the rapture. On our way to The uh, Antichrist government on our way. We are on our way there. What do you want me to do, Lord? Should be our question. Not, can I do this myself? Can I do the other? Blah, blah, blah. All that's fine. But you be convinced for yourself. Where is your hope? Where is your future? Are you just compensating? Are you just overdoing things because of some fear of yours? Because of some insecurity in your soul that is deterring you from asking, how can I say what do you want me to do? Suppose he tells me to do something I don't want to do. Are you scared of that? Or are you sure that he loves you so much that his plan is still the best plan? Oh my, my, my. Where are we going to now? Praise the Lord. Verse 4. For it was impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, saying they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh off upon it, Bring it forth herbs, meat for them, by whom it is dressed, receives blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, so those are options. But, beloved, options of what? Options of seed and watering to produce. But then he says, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed unto his name or toward his name. What are the things that he remembers? The things that are done to his name. He doesn't forget. Matei, we cannot guarantee. What seed and watering for whatever purpose, that was not guaranteed. But those that are working and laboring lovingly toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister, See, so there was a group of people among them that had the right perspective. And he was talking about, hey, God will not forget that. And you are still continuing, he will not forget that. He's listening, he's accounting, he's noting. Amen? So, we have it pretty much arranged neatly that you can focus on certain things and other things are not that important. God may not remember those things. And you may not be rewarded by Him. You may be rewarded by sowing and reaping for yourself. Because I sowed, I must reap. But sometimes it may not produce the results that you want. But those things that are done in His name, hmm, that's different. For the saints, that's different. God cannot forget that. Did you get something today? Maybe we can hear
1: um, verse 8 through to 10 in Kannada. Adare preere, ಈ ರೀತಿಯಾಗಿ Navu, Matan Adidru, Niu, Ida Kinta Uttamavagiu, Idirendu, ನಂಬೆ ಅದ್ದೇವ Deve Niu Parishud the ಇನ್ನು Pachara Madidiri, ಈ ನಿಮ್ಮ Idiri, ಇದರಲ್ಲಿ Nimma Kelasavanu, ನಾಮದ ವಿಷಯವಾಗಿ ತೋರಿಸದ Nama, the Mariu,
0: Now, notice how it picks up in the eleventh verse. And we Desire that some of you only. No, he said, We desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. See, he has not left a subject. This idea of ministering to the name, ministering to the saints, he said that to continue in it, he says, I'm telling you, I desire, we desire, like-minded people desire, everyone show the same diligence, same to the full assurance of hope to the end. That you be not slothful, etc., etc. Our time is up, but I want you to see in summary as we tie it up, Whatever your fears, whatever your dark forebodings, imaginations, you can address them and say, listen, you can hope in God. He's praying for you. He's at the right hand. In the Father's presence, he's gone ahead and he's speaking for you. He's your great high priest. And you are a priest And so you have authority. You can speak. You are a king. You can speak. You have dominion. You can declare to your soul, Soul, shh, 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 shh. Calm down. Remember the name of Jesus. Remember who's praying for you. Remember that when you were nothing, He loved you. With the same love that does not change. Now He's saying, Minister to that name. Minister to the saints. Show that same desire continuously. No matter what. Get back to that. Gather around the people of God. Gather around the things of God. That's what counts. God cannot forget it. God will make sure you get a good harvest on it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe you got something today. Let's thank Him. Manto locoste, Empretie, frabadaka, nemo nocutolosenti, aprico Monto, mengredi, prava, feve, elengo, How much more we need your anchor, O Lord, the anchor of our soul that we are not blown here and there in this day and hour. That we keep our focus on the Word, the one who has gone ahead of us, the living Word at the right hand of majesty on high, helping us to come home, helping us to make it all the way, Oh, that no matter what the height, what the depth, what the principality, what the power, what the thing is present, what the thing is to come, in all of these things we'll always win, because you are there for us. You love us. You have not changed. And our imagination and our thinking and our picturing inside is changing. And we're speaking to our souls. And it's coming in line. Oh, for that great hope and that blessed hope and that blessed expectation and confident expectation. The soon coming of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise for you have not forgotten our labor of love, our ministering to the name and the saints. You have not forgotten. We are expecting rewards and returns in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that it is your nature that's on the line here. We give you praise. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. I'll be doing it uh, by the phone today. So if you'd like to give by phone, thank you, brother, uh, for bringing the offering basket. You can give it by phone also. Sometimes uh, we do have to use the phone. Amen. So if you'd like to give, please do so. And let's believe God together that our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you praise for everyone that's given, and those who would like to give, you're the God who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Ha, ha, ha. Multiply, increase whatever has been given today, And those who would like to give, may they see the increase of God come into their lives. May the blessing be their portion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that sowing and reaping have eternal rewards in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you so much, team. See you again.